Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg Yellick Metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me the fanboys. Fanboys. Is it the fanboys, or is it just fanboys? Uh, I think it's the fanboys, if I'm being honest. Oh, I think it's just fanboys. I don't know why I thought it was the fanboys. But anyway, fanboys. When did this come out? 2009. 2009. Yep. I remember watching this when it came out. I haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Why did you give me this movie? Because... For one, I know how much you don't really give a shit about Star Wars. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, <laughs> you really want these Star Wars nerds to like hate me. But then at the same time, it's kind of great because like it's everybody, um, even if you're not a Star Wars, like, you know, crazy person, mm-hmm. like it's funny because they make fun of that too. Yeah. You know, like, and they're in on the joke and I, I this is a, this is one of those movies that I didn't even <clears throat> remember hearing about it come out and I saw it on like Cinemax or something one day, just bored at the house. Right. And I just thought it was hilarious, man, because I remember when episode one was getting ready to come out because I loved the original trilogy when I was a little kid. Like that's probably one of the first adult movies I remember watching all the way through and remembering that bitch. You know what I mean? And I used to watch, we had all of them on VHS, and I swear, man, I watched them bitches over and over. Do you I, still have the VHS? Uh, I think they're at my sister's house somewhere. She has them? I think so. Oh, shit. She has the unedited copies. That's what I was saying. The ones before they started going in there and fucking with shit. Um, I need to borrow those to check them out. The fucking cases are like, if you breathe on them wrong, they just turn to ash <laughs> right. and like go away, but... Um, you have to hit the VCR a little bit to get it to run right. <laughs> I'm saying, but like as soon as New Hope went in, Empire went in. Yeah. And as soon as Empire ended, boom, that went out. And uh, like I said, when I was little, I remember those, and I remember the Superman trilogy. Like when I was a kid, I loved the fucking Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Right. It's probably, I mean, I'm saying, you know I love Marvel too, but DC's always kind of been that first love for me. Batman, obviously, huge Batman fan. Mm-hmm. But... uh Superman was kind of like the first superhero other than Batman that I really like. I don't know why, but I just loved it, man. Cause really? Like, I didn't know you were a Superman guy. I mean, I'm not a, I, he, he's not like, I'm not like a huge Superman guy, but I got Superman shit in my house. You know, I collect some of his stuff. I got his car, some of the comics and uh, action figures and stuff like that. I used to love the animated series. Really? Uh, yeah. That Bruce Tim did. I didn't watch it. I, had to, I was never Superman. Even as a kid, I did not care for Superman. Dude, that Warner Brother kids lineup back in the day was fire. Oh, yeah. They had fucking Animaniacs, Superman, Batman, uh, fucking Spider-Man. the men in black. No, Spider-Man was Fox. Oh, okay. But yeah, dude, like they there's theirs was like X-Men. I watched a lot, too. That was Fox too. That's you're thinking of Fox Saturday morning. I'm thinking I, Fox. we grew up on that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, was my shit. It was Fantastic Four, Bobby's World, X Men, Spider Man, and then Life with Louie. That I, was I my childhood, that. right yep. there. I had to go through a box of cereal watching that <laughs> shit, and that was the only mornings, like, because my dad would be working all week. He'd come home on the weekends, and that'd be the only time that he wouldn't give a shit that I was watching cartoons, right? Because he liked the X Men and the Spider Man <laughs> cartoon too. He'd be like, you think he's going to beat Doc Ock this week? I'm like, I don't know. We're going to find out. And I'm just like grubbing in on some cereal. Right. So, but yeah, like, that's why I think I love this movie so much because I remember getting excited about dumb shit like this. Like, you know. Right. And it was a big deal. You know, I was in probably sixth, seventh grade and like these, you know, there was going to be a brand new Star Wars movie for the first time since 1983. Like before we were fucking born, bro. 
Yeah, my history with Star Wars is I did not watch the original trilogy till I was in my 20s. We got fucking robbed. Like our <laughs> our our trilogy sucks, dude. Well, like people bag on the new one so much. I'm like, fuck, I wish that that was mine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the least there's like <laughs> interesting shit to look at. I mean, there is kind of in the uh, technical adva- but- technological advances too, bro. Watching motherfuckers fight with lightsabers in 2020 mm-hmm. to, you know, whatever compared to, I mean, it still looked good. It still does. But like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh. Like they bring that popcorn back to it, you know. Right. But I didn't like I said, I did not watch the original trilogy until I was in my twenties. I was over at a buddy's house. He was taking a nap and I was looking through his movies and he had Star Wars. I'm like, well, let me pop in these bitches. So I watched fucking Star Wars while I was at his house. And I was like, Oh, these are pretty good. But I saw episode one when it came out in theaters. Because mm-hmm. my dad took me. But I did not watch a Star Wars movie before that, so I didn't know what the fuck. I remember. I remember really. I remember going to the theater and seeing every one of them: episode one, episode two, episode three. And uh, I remember I took a girl to Clone Wars, and like the part where like you know uh, Anakin's trying to like slant up on on Padme, and she kind of shuts him down, and the girl kept whispering every time they would like get within five feet of each other. She's like, "They're gonna make babies." They're gonna make they're gonna make Luke and Leia. <laughs> I just remember like I don't know why I thought that was hilarious, but <laughs> it stuck with me all these years. But fanboys is based on Star Wars, so I don't want to go on a fan uh, a whole episode of Star Wars. So right, let's right, talk right. about fanboys. Right. Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of the point of the movie. I mean, yeah, it is the point of the movie being a fanboy. So uh, a fanboy of Star Wars. So that's the one thing that like held me back from this movie is like, I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan. Like the first three are fine. Like I like them as movies. They're- but that's what I think is so cool about this movie is like, it's so much other funny shit in it. And then like cameos fucking galore. Dude. I did not remember how many cameos I there were. I forgot Kevin's and Jay were in this, man. Did you really? I, I really thought did. this was the, the reason the you gra- gave it. It's the greatest fucking five seconds ever, dude. <laughs> Why do you have such a hard up for Kevin Smith? Uh, don't get me wrong. I like Kevin Smith. I, I you know, he was a part of my childhood. He doesn't growing mean up. It, Kevin. But you are like, have a hard on for this man. I am that big a fanboy about Kevin Smith as these <laughs> fucking guys are about Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I love Kevin Smith. Man. <laughs> um, uh, fucking Souple pops up in this fucking movie. Dude, and he kills it. Just a little quick scene. Dude, those fucking shooting <laughs> chops he was giving him. <laughs> I think Jay uh, Jay Burchell is a fucking underrated actor, man. I think he's good at what he does. When it comes to just playing cringe, funny, like he kills it every time. I think so too. He's great, knocked up. He's great. He, he makes this is the end, in my opinion. So when this movie came out, Burchell, Burchell. Okay, I never can get his last name. Burchell. Yeah. Um, when this movie came out, I wasn't super like. Because these actors have, are well established by now, now. Yeah, now. But this is kind of on their come up. Like they're a lot on of their. Them. I thought Judd Apatow directed this fucking movie. Right. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, most Danny McBride, um, oh, Seth I... Rogen's in this bitch in three different roles. We'll dude. get to that because that's a thing. I it's a fun talk fact. About. Sweet. Can't wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of these guys are on their come up. So I wasn't, like, super invested in any of their characters. Like, I saw them in different movies. And now going back and rewatching it in 2022, I'm like, man, there's a lot of fucking people in this movie. And I mean, I don't know what the budget was for this, but, and I get it, you know, they didn't get Han or Luke in that bitch, which is really surprised me because Mark Hamill's usually the first one to jump on making fun of Star Wars. You know what I mean? I'm surprised they got 
They got they got Carrie Fisher. I guess so and when, Billy D. When she popped up, I was like, they got Carrie Fisher. It and just it just did a little an extra little fuck you funny to to everybody that is a huge fan of Star Wars. They put William fucking Shatner in there, right. man. It's fucking gold, man. Yeah. There when that part came up today, I couldn't stop laughing. I was just like, of course it's fucking William Shatner. I'd forgot about it. Like, <laughs> of course it's fucking William Shatner. The same. Um, I kind of dismissed this movie when I first saw it. Like, it was okay when I first saw it. And even now, I have to admit, like, I don't think it's that funny. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'll be honest, I like it too because I think it's a great story about friendship. And it, it and choked me was, up a little bit today when I was. And that's what it. I was going to get to. Like, it's, I was like, what's the point of this movie? And then it got to the end of the movie and I was like, that makes sense. Like, I kind of get where the movie's going and why it's made, but... I got a great joke for the end of it. I'm not going to say it right now, but when we get there, it's, <laughs> so, it's going to make sense. Right. Uh, all right. When we get to that, we'll get to that. So, uh, but for now, what is this movie even about? That's what I was getting to. Um, it's a lifelong friends, four guys, um, Jay Burshaw, uh, Dan Fogler, which, by the way, he is another underrated fucking actor. I, I have love to him. In He's this. a shining moment in this movie. He is, I dude. love him. He kills this shit. And, and, you know, be honest, there's no movie that or show or anything that he ever does that I don't think he's great in. I don't know why he doesn't get roles like that. Um, he, doesn't he do voice acting, too? Probably. Uh, he's got a great voice. I would imagine he does. Oh, okay. Um, but, but, yeah, he is hilarious, man. And I love him in Balls of Fury. Now, that movie is stupid as fuck, dude. Yes. But well, he sells it. Randy mm-hmm. Sparkles, man. Like, he fucking sells it, dude. Yeah, he's, for some reason, the dude entertains the shit out of me. When he's on screen, like, his jokes are dumb and they're silly, but the fucker makes me laugh, so I can't say anything. And, I mean, he's not, like, a, a cover boy. You know, he's a he's a bigger guy, just like, you know, most people are. And he just makes that shit cool, man. Yeah. Like I don't like every time like you know he he get bagged on by by uh Kristen Bell through the movie but I'm mm-hmm. like man most chicks would want him over fucking that right, twig right just because you know of all the saying? charisma right like women like confidence man mm-hmm. and he has that shit he has so much confidence so I'm saying dude him and Jack Black go hand in hand with confidence <laughs> as I a was, fat guy I was gonna say I loved him on the Goldbergs as Murray's brother I know mm-hmm. you've probably never seen that but Adam Goldberg actually I think wrote or produced this. Um, and obviously that's his show about his childhood. Okay. But, uh, yeah, like, but yeah, you said Kristen Bell. I was so shocked to see her pop up in this movie and she's but good. It, I, I like her. She's in fine. She's passable, but it's funny because she has like such a well-established career now to see her in such a silly low budget comedy. She's fucking frozen dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's making money. Dude. Have you ever seen uh the good place? I haven't watched it. Uh, and I like Ted Danson too. First season is really good. Is it? It's really good. It's like, like heaven, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, like, think about it though. Like, that's probably why I've never watched it because I was like, if there is a heaven and Kristen Bell's not in it, do you want to go? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> she just seems like the sweetest person. She's the nicest person. <laughs> like, even in this movie when she's being a dick, you're like, it's ah, still she's like, so oh sweet. my god, you're adorable, right? <laughs> um. Her and Dak Shepard, which I like Dak Shepard. I think he, he's a another underrated actor, man. He's a funny guy. I loved him on Punked and all that stuff. I mean, they were married forever, and I used to. They were like one of my favorite celebrity couples. They got divorced. They're still great people to each other. Yeah. Raised their kids together. All that shit. Like 
she just seems like the sweetest person. She you know does seem I mean? like a sweetest person. It would person. break my heart if I found out like she was a shitbag. You know, like, <laughs> I probably wouldn't believe you. Right. You know what I mean? No, you're lying. Um, Christopher Rodriguez. Something. Marquette, I believe is <laughs> Mar- what it says. I don't know. Um, he's oh, good. Yeah. He's Marquette. great. Uh, he's got a lot of heart in this one. I feel like he is. Well, I mean, obviously, he's the driving force of the movie. You ever see uh, Girl Next Door? Yes, he's fantastic in that movie. I love him in that movie. Fucker for me, John. Fucker for me. <laughs> Ooh, he's a pretty good actor. When I see him pop up in movies, he gives it his all. Yeah. He doesn't phone it in. He, yeah, I was about to say he um, he does drama too. You know, it's not just the uh, that comedy. For just him. friends is that what it's called? Oh, the little brother. He's fucking great. In he's that. great in it. So fucking funny. Like I'm never mad when he pops up in a movie and. Right. I mean, this is the like probably his lowest tier. Like, he was okay in this. He doesn't stand out as much as everyone else, but he's fine. I thought I thought when it when it needed like that's the hardest thing to me. I think to balance in a comedy is if you are trying to make a comedy with heart. Like, it's hard to go from the fucking funny and the slapsticky shit to to be serious enough to be believable, but to still not derail the comedy. Right. And I thought he did a good job. Of, he did. You know I mean? He's fucking dying obviously with spoilers, but uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's kind of the, the whole thing of the movie. That's yeah. kind of the point of the movie is he has cancer. These and childhood his friends. Friend, uh, uh, is it Sam? Yes. Sam Huntington. He is great too. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he has been in a bunch of stuff, but I can't think of anything that he really like stood out for me. Oh dude. Jungle to jungle. He's Mimi Siku. He's the Jungle Boy. You ain't seen that with Tim Allen? Is he the Jungle Boy? Yeah. Holy fuck. I did not remember that. I've, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. So. Dude, he killed that shit. And uh, he's been in other stuff. He was Jimmy Olsen in Superman Returns. Not that that's a great movie, but. <laughs> kind of just blew. I can't stop thinking about Jungle to Jungle now. Dude, yeah, Him and just Tim Allen. It's the hair, bro. It's the hair. You don't yeah. think of it, but yeah. Same thing. Mimi Siku. Same guy. <laughs> Mimi Siku, bro. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. Uh-huh. Um, but Say, yeah, don't so. eat the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking jungle to jungle. Um, so yeah, he, um, Sam wants to take his friend. Well, at first, it's they hadn't spoken like two years or like a year or two. Okay, because they were best friends since first grade, and when they all graduated high school, you know, they all used to get fucked up and hang out and talk about one day they were going to storm. Uh, Skywalker Ranch. Here's my only thing with with the movie though, or with it like, and it's not even a gripe because you have to make it. But if you'd made the plan a year or two, you know, like when y'all were still friends, I get it because you know you'd heard you hear about movies getting made before they get made, obviously, right? But you couldn't have been sitting there since first grade talking about we're gonna steal episode one because it wasn't even a thing yet, you know? You don't think they might have thought it was in the works? I don't know if it was that or they were just going to break in and steal some shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. But that's what I think of it as. And he's like, y'all are still talking about that dumb shit. He's like, we graduated. We grew up, man. Yeah. And he's like, you used to fucking be the best artist I knew. Like your comic books were were fucking great. He's like, I had to give that shit up, man. I got bills and shit. Like I'm an adult, you know? That's the one thing I didn't like connect with the movie is like, he's a great artist and he just decided to get a regular job because his dad, he works at his dad's 15 locations. Right. And uh, shout out to shooter McGavin. So he just gives up his passion because he needs to make real money. Like, well, I mean, you could tell he was still drawing, but yeah, he had yeah, given yeah. up his dream of 
doing that. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's the travesty of this movie. It's like, if you're an artist, keep that shit up, keep going, keep pushing, keep whatever you have to do. But I think it's another good line from Hutch. He's like, everybody needs their death star. Cause I do. I feel like everybody wants to do one great thing that they'll be remembered for, you know, past when you're gone, you know, like I think about that shit all the time. Like, yeah, like, I would love to be known for something good or like, you know, something my kids could be like, yeah, that was my dad, you know, like wouldn't want that. Right. Um, what is that for you? I would say I, I would have said just being rich, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't think you're not a businessman though. No, I'm just saying though. But like if I did anything to get just ridiculously rich, like, yeah. you know, whatever skill or talent that I don't have, um, can but, I tell you what I think it should be? Mm. Just having such an interesting, creative, hilarious mindset on things. Yeah, they don't like pay the, for that shit. Uh, they do, <laughs> though. A lot of people get paid for their fucking creativeness. And just the way you look at things and the way you... You you don't realize it, but you're a very creative person. The way you re-remember things and you'll shuffle it around in your head. You'll take stories that aren't that interesting and you like make them interesting. And the way you tell them, I'm like, that's not how it happened, but I like the way you told it because it's fucking funny that way. And that's one of the things that I like about you. And that's why (laughs) it's kind of funny when you try to remember some of these movies, you don't remember it exactly how it happened, but it's more entertaining the way you told it. So I kind of let it slide before I'm doing rewrites in my head. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's a bad thing I do. Well, I mean, it's entertaining though, because like the way you say it is just, it just makes me laugh. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these guys were, you know, lifelong friends. They hadn't been, they were, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Estranged. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Halloween night, year 2001. And Star Wars comes out, I think, Christmas that year or January or something like that. Um, and they're at a Halloween party and it's the most epic fucking interest ever. Like, I've never thought about this as a Halloween party or any party in general, but I may mm-hmm. do it now. <laughs> Two of them busted in the stormtroopers, and my boy Jay Burrow under there as Vader. Give yourself <laughs> up to the dark side. <laughs> That's cool as shit. <laughs> and they're like, you wore the same shit three years in a row. You just hear people yelling it. It's like, they don't care. They yeah. don't care. They're so obsessed with us. I'll wear this every year until they're dead. See, and that's the thing. I don't have a super fandom. Right. Like, I, I try that. to get it, but I just, like, I fall out. Yeah. And then I move on to something else. I just like to experience so many things. So a part of me envies people that have this, like, super fandom for that one thing that they'll die for. But, like, we get to the end of the movie and it kind of explains the yeah. whole thing. But. Because yeah. it's not, because it's, it's really not the fandom. It's the it's not relationships the you've made, you know? Exactly. And I do kind of have that, and I'll talk about it later, but anyway. Right. So, yeah, epic Halloween party. Right, and they're still back there arguing about Han and Greedo and just shit that all Star Wars, you know, nerds argue about, and they're hanging out. This is with, an episode we need Steve-O on. I know, right? I feel bad <laughs> we didn't bring him on for this one. Uh, and so Eric comes in which is uh, Sam Huntington's character. And he's like, what's up, Linus? Well, I love his name's Linus, too. Like, That's Charlie Brown's best friend. <laughs> uh, and Hutch, dude. Hutch makes the fucking movie. 
He's got great one-liners. He does. Like I said, he's so charismatic, and whenever he's on screen, he kind of like chews up the scenery with his like dumb comedy. But it's entertaining enough. It's not even what he's when he's even when he's got lines. Just when it shows him in the background doing shit, it's fucking hilarious. Right. Like when he calls it a fucking garage, he's like, he grabs the mirror of the van and it looks like he takes a bite out of it. Like, say garage one more time. <laughs> And I love when he tries to do the Jedi mind trick on fucking Christmas. <laughs> you want to take your shirt off? That shit hasn't worked since the eighth grade. Maybe <laughs> she fucking puts him in the headlock. <laughs> Why is she so fucking strong? <laughs> sure, sure. I guess if you're going to typecast anybody, he always gets typecasted as the charismatic yeah. nerd. Oh, have you ever seen that movie, uh, Take Me Home Tonight? No. And I know you hate Topher Grace, but like, it's Topher Grace and him. Mm-hmm. And they work at a car dealership. And uh, he, uh, or he doesn't, Topher Grace, I don't think he works there or whatever, but Dan Fogler, he works there and he's like trying to be like an assistant manager. It's like takes place, the movie takes place in like the late 80s. And uh, or maybe early 80s. Fuck, I don't remember. I think it's late <laughs> 80s. But he keeps trying to bullshit this customer and he's like, I'm going to talk to my manager and like the manager standing behind him the whole time. He's like, I'm probably going to lose my job for this, but I got you down to 5% off, you know? And the manager's like, yeah, you are fucking fired. Like, so he steals like the keys, like this fire ass car. I don't even remember what it is, but it's fucking for what the year it was. It was dope as shit and it's convertible. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to get Topher Grace to come out with him and like some have, I think, Tover Grace is butthurt about something like always and uh, they go out but it's just hilarious because like he he goes from like this mild mannered just like guy to like a fucking party animal <laughs> he's doing coke with these chicks in bathrooms and <laughs> he doesn't smoke or nothing and then like Tover Grace comes out of somewhere and he's just like railing down a cigarette he's like you fucking smoke now he's like it's been a long night <laughs> it's fucking hilarious like this fucking hot ass German bitch like tries to talk him into like uh banging her in front of this other like weird dude who's just like watching not saying a word it's fucking it's it, it, it's funny but it's so he's so good in it that it makes up for like Topher Grace that's kind of what I think about him in this movie is he kind of yeah. makes up for everyone else I mean everyone else is fine it's fine mm-hmm. but they're on their come up so they're kind of like finding their niche I guess I thought this movie did a really good job of like not letting anybody other than him, like they couldn't stop his, but I feel like nobody tried to outshine anybody else. Yeah. It. Um, I don't know. I just like the jokes in here were fine, but they felt like throwaway jokes, yeah. like things they would have used on a funnier movie, but just decided to like not use them. So it's like, Hey, you can use it in that silly movie you're going to make about star Wars. I don't know. I just like nothing in here kind of made me laugh out loud, except like one run running joke. Uh, I guess we can get to whenever. Even the fucking, even the older brother, uh, Eric's older brother. Oh, right. I uh, loved him and out cold as the gay bartender. Like He fucking killed it. Right. He was somebody else. I think he was just a boyfriend of some girl. And I just like never forgot his face from that movie. Yeah. He usually played like a dick. Yeah. He played like yeah, a dick like, boyfriend. Right. Like yeah. he just has that face. The guy that's cheating. Yeah. You know, shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> But I just remember, like, I loved him in that movie because he's like, we're going to get so much ass in this place. (laughs) So much hot ass. It's going to be unbearable. (laughs) 
<laughs> Talking Gal- about Gal- movies Gal- we need to revisit, Out Cold. Oh my God, dude. Zach Galifianakis, like, I know he was in other shit before it, but like, that's probably like, well, obviously Hangover, but. Yeah. That movie is an underrated gem for him. I think so too. He like, killed it in that. It has its shining moments. There, there are times I actually laughed out loud at that movie. When they put him in that fucking car, dude. <laughs> And he's like, he could have a heart attack. He's like, as the fucking, uh, as, as the uh, holder of his estate, I fucking allow it. <laughs> he starts spinning the fucking car. Yeah, if you want to watch Out Cold Review, it's on the channel. Check it out. For sure, dude. Anyways, back to this. But that's what the great thing about this movie is because, like, I feel like the main characters aren't even the main characters. Like, they're pushing this shit along, but the cameos are what make it good because, mm. like, you literally don't know who's going to show up next. So, uh, Jay is talking to a girl online, right. which is it's actually a kind of funny joke that I forgot about. He's talking to this girl online and they decide to like meet up with her because she has this like information, this inside information to get them into George Lucas's house. Right. So the, uh, they're going on this trip because their friend has cancer and they want to break into whatever it is. Right. And they want to watch, they want to steal or watch episode one before anybody else. Mm hmm. It's the crazy fucking it could never happen in a million years, but that's what makes the movie fun is these guys say, fuck it. It's just it. a road trip movie. Right. And and I was thinking about that today, too, like what my top five favorite road trip movies are. And I think this makes it. Uh, I saw another guy's list and I was like, fuck, that's almost identical to mine because Euro trip, road trip, um, planes, trains and automobiles and this movie. That's four of them right there. Yeah. But what about uh, the one that. Zach Galifianakis and uh, what was it called? Due date. Yeah, due date's pretty fun. That's probably like, number five for me. People say it's like trains, planes, trains, and automobiles, but I, it's it's still way fucking, raunchier. Yeah, way more X-rated, but it's fucking hilarious. It's, there's so many. Would Robert Downey Jr. hawks a fucking loogie in that dog's face? <laughs> I was thinking about when he punches that kid in the stomach. <laughs> She's like, if you're a cop, you got to tell me. He's like, that's not a thing. He's like, but I'm not a cop and I don't give a shit. So <laughs> he's like, can I come in? <laughs> oh, when like he a- does that fucking monologue from the Godfather, word for word. Oh, right, right, he's right. Like, that's beautiful, man. With Todd Phillips. Shout out Todd Phillips, the director. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. Who wrote that? The Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He is comedic gold. I don't he, fuck what anybody says. I'll he, die on that hill, man. He is. And I'm so glad you said that. Um, you want to talk about an outside the mind thinking? Like, that fucking guy's on a different planet. He's than on a different else. level. And apparently, like, even if the camera's not rolling, he's it's still, still gold, going yeah, hard. Yeah. Like, he's whole. He's fucking with people constantly. It makes you wonder, like, how fucked up he really is, bro. Because the funniest people, the people that are like that, that just they can't turn it off because everything they say is gold. Yeah. Like the Chappelle's and the Richard Pryors of the world, like they're all fucking tortured souls. You know, oh, I mean? they've had terrible lives, it's like, like what uh, upbringings. To you? Yeah, but like that pain has made them the greatest comedic geniuses, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucked up. It had to happen, to, you know. Right. But tortured artist. It does make you wonder though, like, because he, I don't think he misses man. Like, unless he tries to do something just completely, you know. And I think he can do dramatic roles i've not seen a lot of them but i mean i don't think he would be terrible at it no i think he could do it but it's like mm, i don't want to see that from him kind of thing like i don't want to see tom cruise do comedy that often you know what i mean even though yeah tropic Tropic thunder Thunder is fucking amazing but you don't even know it's fucking him right like like but that's what the great thing is 
I kept like me and Ashley was on that movie, and I'm like, I was like, I think that's Tom Cruise. She's like, no fucking way. Look at that guy. Like, <laughs> and then you get to the it end, short of fucking Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I'm like, and holy he shit, killed that shit. Um, so he yeah. he uh, Jay's character is Rogue talking leader. to this girl online, and she happens to be like ten years old. And he's like, what are you eleven? She's like, I'm ten actually. He's- <laughs> I'm a pedophile. <laughs> First of all, who fucking yells that in a public place, you know? But I that's feel you, like he would. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he didn't think he was, you know, obviously, if he would have known, I don't think he would have done it. But uh, <laughs> that's where you get your great Ethan Supley cameo. My boy comes out of left field and starts fucking Judy chopping him, throwing him up against the van. See, I saw this so long ago, I didn't even realize it was fucking Supley. Like, because he's was, not jacked. Yeah. Not yeah, he's kind, of, he's kind of a still alert, fat, nerdy guy still. Yeah. Back in the day. This is like right before like, well, either before or during My Name is Earl. True. Yeah. Um, During probably. He didn't look as big as he's obviously been in like mall rats and stuff, but like mm-hmm. he, you could tell. He's still he, a big dude. He was a husky guy, but he wasn't nearly as big as he was. Right. It's like John Q. Fat in this movie. Um, I love that there's so many fucking Star Wars like quizzes in this movie. <laughs> Dude, and I'll be honest with you, bro. I'd never fact checked any of these, but yeah. it feels like they're all real. Like, it feels like they're all, like, legit. Uh, you're a big Star Wars fan. You should know. I know, but, like, even when he's like, what's Chewbacca's home planet? I don't fucking know. We wouldn't have been going to fucking Skywalker <laughs> Ranch if they had asked me that shit. <laughs> but then again, he wouldn't have been throwing my ass because that fan like that either. You're still a nerd, dog. We could still get this. Right. You can still get these hands. But, uh... <laughs> So he, you know, everybody gets their questions right, and he yanks up old Jay Burchell, and then they sends him on their way. He's like, Scruffy Nerf Herder, that's your contact. Sets up one of the best fucking gigs in the movie, the gags in the movie. So they go to Vegas, because that's where, uh, I feel like I'm skipping a lot of shit, but I just want to touch on, because he's a fucking G, and he needs his props. Danny Trejo is in this oh, movie right, for yeah. five minutes and he's fucking and it is good. great he plays a indian chief that gives them peyote is <laughs> he's like where's the chief we want to think of you are the chief he's wearing a track suit that says fucking chief on the back dude it's fucking gold <laughs> chief likes to refer to himself in third person makes the bitches go crazy <laughs> <laughs> but they're out there eating guacamole and he's like this is really good guac it's filled with peyote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is regular guac, man. There's a knee walk up in your leg, and Dan Fogel's just like, eh? Eh? <laughs> it's fucking great. Uh, and then like, the, their, their thoughts start going like the Star Wars writing. That was another favorite of mine. Uh, is it your super Scrolling high? text. <laughs> So yeah, the oh, and also his van is cool as fuck. Like it's a underrated uh, movie vehicle. Like mm-hmm. they need to make a Hot Wheels of that shit. If it's not out there, I need that. Um, <laughs> With the side painting and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. The oh, red yeah, hubcaps, yeah, yeah. all that shit, man. The little R two up top. I oh, need right, it all, right, baby. Right, yeah. I need it all. With with the fucking hyperdrive, the flip on, all that. I loved how he had to bang the fucking roof like Han did to get that bitch going, dude. Like, he's just the coolest fucking guy in this movie, man. I can't give old Dan enough shout outs, dude. But yeah, so they go to Chief and he fixes the car. Uh, They had to strip 
at, at, at the chief's bar. Oh, right. Because they, they go into a gay bar and they don't realize that they're trying to talk tough, but <laughs> I used to rape 10 to 15 fucking guys bigger than you in prison every day. <laughs> and he said, I think this is the wrong bar to say that in, bud. Yeah. In the man Tina or some shit like that. Uh, you're going to dance. You want us to strip to Menudo? You got a problem with fucking Menudo? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then old boy does the balls of fury fucking swift. He's like, yeah, I like this shit. <laughs> he's, like that. he's great. Um, so, yeah, so the, that happened with Chief. And right. then they get arrested uh, because they're speeding and... The chief gave him a huge bag of peyote. And for some reason, they just assume like when you get pulled over, they automatically search your car or something. But plot, you know. Um, and then Kristen Bell has to bail him out, taking all the money out of the. Uh, don't skip over that jail scene, bro, because there's gold in that. <laughs> where he uses the ham sandwich. Oh, my God. Shit. I'm not going to. It's got criminal ass on it, bro. He's <laughs> like, what are you going to do? What are you doing with that ham sandwich, boy? Another cameo. That oh, guy's right. fucking he great. He is great. Tiger's out of the cage, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything you got. Everything you got. <laughs> we, That's his greatest line ever. <laughs> we play uh we play a game with some friends and I'll say that every once in a while. Everything you got, everything you got. And nobody I don't think anyone gets the reference, but it makes me laugh. You shouldn't hang out with those people anymore, bro. <laughs> they don't know what that is. They're not living, dog. <laughs> you want to go to another game? <laughs> yeah, I'll hit you up. <laughs> that shit was fucking great. Um, my God, boy, what are you doing with that ham sandwich? He's about to wipe his ass with the bread. It's so fucking good. You owe me a fucking sock, Hutch. I had to wipe my ass. He's like, she's like, it was horrible, Annie. He's like, Hutch just took a shit in front of us. <laughs> what happens when you're in the big house. Big bad things happen in the big house and some shit like that. So they get out and uh, is that when they get, that's when they go to Texas, right? No, that was, a, that was after. That was mm. after because they went to jail. Right. So yeah, um, Eric wants to go home because his dad because of course, oh yeah, his dad. They only get out of jail. It's, she doesn't even have to bail him out. George Judge Reinhold is Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. smooth as a motherfucker. I love Billy D. Um, your father wanted me to give you this. Get home or you're fucking fired. Because right before he goes on this little adventure, his dad tells him that he's going to give him all fifteen uh, car lots, and he's like, "Put the hat on." He's like, "I don't want to wear your hat." <laughs> he's like, "Put the fucking hat on." <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll wear it for you. <laughs> Puts it on. Doesn't even fit him. Right. Shout out to Shrew McGavin. It was great. Great little cameo. Yeah, he's not really in it at all. Mm-mm. Um, but they spray t- they but they took the time to fucking spray tan the shit out of him. Spray tan, spray tan the fuck out of that dude. I was thinking so the was, same thing. I was like, bro, he's like in two scenes, tops, like you know, in the mustache and everything. It just kind of felt like wow, like he went through a lot for that. Um. <laughs> What if he was just really that burnt and they were Probably. just like, fucking Chris, we still want to be in it. Like, fuck. Just say it's part of the role. <laughs> um, I play a lot of golf, bro. I'm shooter McGavin. I walk on any course in America. They let me play. He's like, I almost tried at the masters, you know, but, um, so yeah, they get out and, uh, Eric has kind of like 
you know, a, a young life crisis. Like, yeah, he doesn't want to do this anymore. He wants to go back and have a real life, not going these like dream, dreamcations or whatever you want to call it. I thought it was the opposite. I thought it was he liked being with his friends and like getting to live a life a little bit. And, well, he does, but he also knows like he's probably throwing his life away by doing this dumb shit. Right. And he's like, I think I'll just start my life here. You know, and then that's when uh, Hutch has the great little speech about everybody wants their Death Star. And so they get their second wind and uh, they go to Vegas to meet Scruffy Nerf Herder. <laughs> and I think Seth Rogen is uh, his cameos in this movie. Like, I didn't like the Trek leader cameo. Like, so this came out in 2009. I don't think Seth Rogen was like super on my radar. Mm-hmm. Like I think I knew who he was as an actor, but I wasn't like as familiar with him. So I didn't pick up that this was the same guy in all these characters mm-hmm. the first time I watched this. Well, two out of three, obviously, you know exactly it's him, but the third one is him. He's the he's the like uh, not Vulcan, but um, the Trekkie. The one that's guarding the door that grabs him and takes him to... Oh, right, right, right. William Shatner. Yeah. He was that guy. Yeah. But you can't tell because he's got all that shit on. Well, in the Trekkie one, he has these, like, fake teeth and just, like, like dress no- weird. It's got, like, a nose Yeah, or he something. has a weird nose on, so I didn't realize that was Seth Rogen. My like, favorite one, though, is the pimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pimp was definitely the best. But that's what I was going to say. Is this the one on like uh, ongoing joke is he's always the bad guy whenever they're getting in trouble? And yeah. it was really funny to me. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's fucking Seth Rogen because he's so well established as an actor now and you know who the fuck he is. It's crazy because like it's like when they made the movie, they thought that too. Like and all these fucking guys, this is going to be the one right here. Right, right. This corny fuck right here. He's going to be the biggest star and out of all of you. That's what I was thinking is like, was it like a money thing? It's like you got to play the, all the bad guys or f- was it like a funny thing like you should play all the bad guys because it would be hilarious i feel like knocked up it came out already so probably. like he probably was the biggest one of the at the time you know obviously than the cameos but like but yeah he uh i loved it when he played uh roach yeah <laughs> i need you to stop eating those ten dollar nuts man <laughs> he's like well you owe me two fucking thousand dollars how many nuts is that <laughs> And he's like, he's like, is everything cool? Or he's like, he's like, Rebel Alliance. <laughs> Rebel Alliance. And yeah, Knocked Up came out in 2007, so you're right. Yeah, it came so out two years before this. He showed him the fucking, which are cool-ass tattoos, too. I mean, I know they're fake. Rebel but, Alliance on one side. And then, and then, then the, the dark side, man. That was cool as shit. <laughs> and then he's like, I got this in the back, man. He's like, this guy, Jar Jar, is going to be fucking big. I thought that joke was good because clearly that's the most hated Star Wars character of all time. But. So he got the tattoo before the movie even came out. It was and they're like, like doing it. like a hip-hop back-to-back <laughs> pose. It's fucking gold. Uh <laughs> He's like, so are we good? Everything's copacetic. He's just copacetic me and I'm going to rip your lips off and kiss your own ass with it. <laughs> He's like, then yeah, it's fine. And then, yeah, uh, because they got, they accidentally get hookers or. Uh, yeah, because they're obviously fucking. girls. Yeah, or escorts. Escorts, there you go. Because in Vegas, it's legal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love how he tries the Jedi mind trick on the hooker. And it like works. And it works. He's like, oh my God, it worked. <laughs> That's what you should have known, bud. You're right. But it was still funny. And I love how he's got the other one in there and he's just talking to her the whole time. Right. Like, so you think she loves me? She's like, she likes you. I didn't ever think of her that way. But now that you say that, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and uh, as an expensive therapist, 
thousand dollars an hour. An hour, dude. Yeah. Neither one of those chicks looked like they were worth a grand. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, the one she's been in other stuff. I didn't recognize the one that was with Jay, mm-hmm. but I've recognized the other one. Yeah, I've seen her in a few things too. Um, so they have the chase scene, and then that's when the movie kind of gets a little bit more serious. Uh, Linus goes to jump in the van and they realize he's not there. Yeah. He's laying on the ground. They pick him up, take him to the hospital. And that's when fucking so-and-so pops up. Carrie fucking Fisher. RIP. Yeah. And, uh, it is really kind of sweet seeing her in these like low budget roles. And I don't know. Cause like, she's another one. She was like, uh, I think she was like Harrison Ford. Like she just was over the star Wars, like doing them and stuff. You know, obviously when Disney bought them, Right. She knew she was going to get paid. Well, this was 2009, so it was way before. Yeah, uh, Force Awakens came out in 15. Mm-hmm. So this is six years before that, you right. know? Um, I love her in a lot of the little cameos she's done over the years. Like, she's great and strikes back. She plays the nun. That's funny. Yeah, she seems like such a, like, a sweet lady. Yeah. Um, but she's got a good little part in this. She plays a doctor and... Uh, Shout out to what's his face who got to kiss Carrie Fisher, like yeah, uh, Christopher Christopher Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah he got to. Um, it's such a sweet line too. You're my only hope. Yeah, and she's like, motherfucker, take these pills, and get out of here. Like <laughs> he's like, I love you, and she's like, I know. <laughs> oh, dude, that's even better, dude. Because yeah. of the Han Solo line, yeah. I just thought of that mm-hmm. when you said it. Huh? That's gold. And uh, so they they break him out of the hospital, but don't really. And because they're like they're basically saying like you need to take him home. He needs a lot of rest, or he's gonna die. And it's right. like, well, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like, if you know you're on your deathbed, do you go for the gold, or do you like? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, I was telling the wife, I'm like, if I'm on my deathbed, I want to give you, I want you to give me all the drugs that you can, because I want to experience them before I die. Like that's just let me know. I'll come do them with you. Yeah, LSD, DMT, like all of them. Peyote. Get some fucking nitrous in here, bro. We'll make it weird. Fucking black tar heroin. We could do the. We could do all of fear and loathing. Really, just line it up like a bar, Mm -hmm. and I'll just start taking them. An all-you-can drug buffet. Yeah, if you will. But yeah, like I mean, think about it. Like, say it took a month off of how long you had, or Mm -hmm. took all but. A couple of days. What, what are we going to do? Sit in bed and just watch TV exactly. shows until I die? No, thank you. I want to live life. Not and- even your fucking bed most times. I yeah. mean, some people will just say like, hey, look, there's nothing else we can do for them. Just keep them comfortable. Keep them doped. And some people say, man, just take me home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let me die in my own house. Right. And I got, I respect that. Um, but that's, that would be for me. Like if I didn't have some grand last adventure to go on, I'd be like you. I'd be like, just put me in my home. Bring me everything I want to do. Eat whatever and mm-hmm. just let me go out right relax and like living the best life i can you know mm-hmm. so yeah they break them out of the hospital and they finally like they're gonna do this they're gonna get to the uh and it's really cool because i don't know if that's like the real skywalker ranch that they used for this movie but like if george's house george lucas's house looks that fucking cool I'm jealous as shit. Yeah, I'm sure it does. He's a fucking billionaire. No, I mean, I know. And, like, this is before he sold it to Disney's. And Even he was still, still rich though. as the fuck, yeah. Well, yeah, because he had the rights to all the toys and shit, so. And you forget that he made Indiana Jones with fucking Spielberg. Like, that's a big money. Mm-hmm. That's big money. Um, But, yeah, it was really cool getting because they break in and 
First of all, it would have never been that easy. But I love how he had to do the grappling hook to get over the fucking fence. And then it was just like a fucking, uh, like, I don't know why I can't think right now, but it's not like, a you know, you keep that shit in your yard, not like a fucking, you know what I'm saying? They made well, it seem like a, it was like this prison wall he had to get yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a little eight foot <laughs> privacy fence. <laughs> like, well, there was a Jay and Bob scene in there somewhere we skipped over, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're on the road trip, and it's kind of like a montage, but not a montage. And uh, Jay Marishaw's got to take a shit, and the bathroom's, like, locked. And Kevin Smith walks up drinking a fucking Polar Pop or, like, a big gulp. And he's like, hey, when you got to drop a log, and the fucking bathroom's jammed, man. And fucking Jay Hughes comes out. I don't want to do this shit anymore, man. <laughs> and the dude, even better, bro, because I didn't recognize him until just now. But that's the dude that fucks the donkey in Clerks too. Is it really? The guy that he's blowing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. I couldn't put it together, though. He fucking daps up Kevin Smith, gives him money, and he's like, what I tell you, right? Supple lips, almost like a woman, huh? Like a fucking woman, man. <laughs> <laughs> tell your fucking friends. <laughs> that shit <was> great. <laughs> And the best part is, is they didn't even Jay and Bob for it, which is insane. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they probably came to Kevin Smith and like, hey, man, we want to put you in this movie. It's about fucking Star Wars fanboys. And he's like, oh, shit, do I get to do something cool like a Yoda thing? He's like, well, we were, we were thinking more like a blowjob joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's great about that, dude. Have you, uh, do you ever watch that movie about the two girls that become phone sex operators? Yes, actually, I did watch that where the one girl is doing like phone sex operating and the other one hears her and she's like, what are you doing in there? She's like, I'm making all this money just talking to dudes on the phone. I think it's like dial for a good time or yeah, some shit yeah. like that. We but did it, watch that. Actually, yeah, it's it, I, it looked like it would be stupid as shit, but I actually it's thought actually it was, kind of funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple great cameos. You got your boy. Uh, hey, I'm Chrissy and I'm Missy. He's like, look, I'm going to get it's Seth Rogen jerking off in an airport bathroom. He's like, look, I got to be in the air in 10 minutes. Y'all are confusing me. Just fucking go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long, but yeah. But yeah, he's got a great cameo in that. He's like jerking off, right? <laughs> like He's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. He slams on the fucking horn and he's like. Welcome to New Jersey, ma'am. <laughs> There's people in the fucking back of his cab while he's doing it. It's fucking great. That's probably his best cameo ever. Yeah. But this is a close second. That's a movie you should definitely check out if you haven't seen. It's actually kind of funny. You think it's going to be stupid, but it's like entertaining as shit. Yeah. It's like, it's got a lot more substance than the leads on it. Right. Um, but yeah, uh. So they break into the ranch and they're looking at all the cool, you know, memorabilia. And I'd really like to see where they get to his office and everybody's like threatening to break Star Wars memorabilia. Oh God, this fucking scene. <laughs> but none of them will actually do it. Yeah. And then old boy, another SNL alumni, and my boy Craig Robinson's in it. So I said, I was like, when I found out that Judd Apatow didn't have anything to do with it, I was just like, holy shit, man. Like, this was a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Had to be Rogan that brought them all in. Probably, yeah. He's the Franco busy? common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> you and Joan Hill weren't speaking yet? Um, but, uh, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'll drop this. Because it's like the original Millennium Falcon. Right. He's like, you're not going to do it. And then you know uh, he called one of his blood. And then Kristen Bell, if he doesn't, then I'll kill this or whatever. I'll is. set this Ewok on fire. Do it. Fucking do it. Craig Robinson's like, what are you saying? He's not. 
can't do that. Because he picks up the original Yoda puppet. Oh, yeah. He's that's like, I'll break is. this fuck. You leave Master Yoda alone. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the shitty but funny joke. And I get it because it gives some heart. But like they get caught, obviously. And uh, Danny McBride is the head of oh, security. Danny McBride makes That's the what I said, cameo. bro. He, he's the head security guard. And See, he's this like, is the only gripe I have with the movie is uh, he gets on the phone with George Lucas. He said, you can guys can watch the movie. And they all like celebrate. He's like, actually, just you. But he points at the guy with cancer. I think it could have been set up a little better. Like. I th- yeah, I will say that because I think in my head, like from watching it the first time, I thought that he went for that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was like he said you could watch the movie and they all fucking cheer. And he's like, no, 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 you're misunderstanding. Just you. Yeah. Like that would have been better instead of like you can all watch the movie. And then they're like, yeah. And he's like, actually, just you can watch the movie. Yeah. I just wish they would have set it up like he has cancer. That's the reason we broke in here. You know what I thought the shittiest part of that scene was? Mm. Is it never in a million years they could line an entire hospital wing of cancer kids out there? George Lucas ain't letting nobody watch this no, shit. No, hundred percent. It's under. It's I don't give a fuck. Shit. And like he's not gonna press charges. Yeah. yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then they show him watching the movie. Like whatever. That was the cool like, part. And I choked up. You know, during that part. It is. Yeah. You know, because if you do love something that much, you know. That would be the dream. You know what I mean? Like you imagine getting to see a Tarantino film before it came out or. Yeah, that is that is the part that kind of tugs at your heartstrings because you love something so much and having someone letting you watch it before you pass away like is a really touching moment. Because I think that's the coolest thing about fandom in general, man, is it means that much to somebody. You know what I mean? It helped them get through whatever in their lives, any bad, anything, you know, it gave them strength. You know, people watch Dragon Ball Z and now I see them in the fucking gym using DBZ edits. It's over 9000 and they're just fucking <laughs> squatting it out to trap music. And like, it's cool. I get it. Well, we're going to get to the end of the movie. So this is what the whole movie is all about is he's talking to uh, he's talking to Linus. Right. And, and he's he said again. and he said it's it was it's not about the movie. It's about the relationship we had with each other this movie is what bought, brought us together. Mm-hmm. It's our friendship that really matters. And that's when the movie kind of like brought me back around. Cause I was like, what's the point of this fucking movie? And it's really is. It's like, we get these fandoms to make relationships with other people, you know? And that's really sweet. And you know, it's like I said, and like maybe if you're not just a fan of one, I say I'm, I'm a fan of many fandoms, you know, I love, you know, comics and toys and superheroes and all that and movies. Right. Um, so I get the, the, the feeling of that, like, you know, cause for a long time movie, I still put it on silent and the <laughs> shit happens. Well, one of the ones that I have is, uh, back in the day I used to play world of Warcraft, mm-hmm. right? Me, we had a guild full of like 10 people that we, every week we got together and raided and it was so much fun. We joked around, we had a good relationship with all these people, um, some of these people I kept in contact with and even now I still play WoW and I got my wife into it. She started, we started playing with her friends and I contacted one of my old guild buddies and he's like, man, there's been an open heart and that hasn't been filled since WoW. I was like, you should start playing again and play with us. And that's what it's all about. Like, yes, I like WoW, but I really like the relationships WoW builds. Like I'm starting to make new friends on WoW, even though it's been... That's what I was getting. At. That's what I was getting up to before mm-hmm. I lost my th- train of thought. That's what's great about 
any kind of fandom or anything you love and enjoy that much because especially if it's something like star Wars or something like from when you were a kid, it Mm -hmm. brings you back to a time that you were just happy. Yeah. And that's what a lot of this is for people is like, it makes them feel good. Yeah. And that's what makes fandom so great in general. Right. We share this common interest. Like, uh, I have a few friends that I, keep in contact with because we like metal we grew up on heavy metal music and we have these bands that are just so nostalgic to us and we'll send them to each other and just like god wasn't that such a great album or whatever yeah and i mean that that's what it's about you know and like i said i think that you know it gets people to good times bad times you know so i have to say like the movie has a sweet message near the end of the movie it's like you don't really know what it's doing until it gets there. But once it does, it's like, that is a nice message. Cause you know, we all like these things and build these relationships with people around the things that we like. So, you know, and then at the end of the movie, he's like, what if it sucks? And it, that's and the greatest it, like, joke of the whole movie. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's kind of saying like, it doesn't matter if it sucks. Cause we still have each other. Yeah. Yeah. So. God, how good did Kristen Bell look as Leia in the, in the slave outfit, dude? <laughs> good God. He's killing it. I've always had a thing for Kristen Bell, though. For She's real, so dude. Gorgeous. Since Veronica Mars, son. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, actually fucked up there. Fucked up there, bud. But, yeah, rating-wise, uh, like I said, I feel like this movie was made for me. Yeah, it's um, very much a Nick movie. Not necessarily, like, Cause I'm the, I'm never going to say I'm the biggest star Wars fan. Like I said, there was a lot of stuff in here that I didn't know if it was fact or fiction, but I have seen every movie many times and I do love the franchise as a whole. Love the stuff they're doing on Disney plus now. So like I said, I feel like this movie is geared towards me. Um, and like I said, it just gives me a good feeling. Like I said, my son watched this with me today and he, he loved it. Um, so it gets eight five for me. Eight five. I was gonna go eight for you, like thinking what you would pick. I give it a soft recommend. I can't give it a hard re- or a solid recommend because like there's not a whole lot in here that makes me laugh, and a lot of these guys are on their come up, but it still has a good message and it's entertaining enough that if you just kind of put it on, you'll you won't hate that it's on. I just think it's a feel good friend movie. Yeah. You know what I mean, it, it puts you like, it's a road trip movie type deal. Yeah. Like, it's not going to make you belly laugh, but it's entertaining enough. So that's why I said, it's like a soft recommend. Like just put it on. If you see it on a streaming service, just, you know, I feel like it is one of those movies though, that it should have a, a better following. I feel like, yeah, that's one thing I was thinking too. I was like, I feel like this should have a more of a cult, following than it does i don't think a lot of people talk about this movie because clearly i mean it can't have a sequel but it i still just feel like there's enough cool shit in it and enough awesome like cameos and stuff that it'd be like a jay and silent bob movie like you just feel like it would have that kind of following right and it may it may do but you know i guess we'll see when it comes out (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah I i just had a good time and you know that's what I wanted after 12 monkeys, you know, cause it kind of, you know, it was a mind fuck, you know what I mean? So I just, <laughs> I just was like, you know what? Let's just laugh for a little bit. Right. It'd be all right. And I figured that you would give me something to punish me for it. If you hated it again. 
I was thinking about that. I was like, eh, it's not punished worthy. I just want to, I kind of want to get it back on the lesser known movies by popular directors kind of thing. And I've been talking about this movie for, I was enjoying that because I, you were actually picking some gems. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, that's kind of the point of it. It's like bringing these movies to light that people wouldn't have uh, thought about otherwise. I still like blood simple. I'm, I'm looking for that. You know, you know, I'm the diamond in the rough guy, so (laughs) I'm gonna find it. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that shit. Yeah, I was surprised at how much I liked that one too. Um, speaking of, since our next movie, you know, since we are gonna go back to lesser known movies by popular directors, we're gonna finally do it. I've been talking about it for a few episodes, so fuck it. I said because I was gonna do a uh, oh Terry, Terry Gilliam. Gilliam. I was gonna do one of his movies, but I was like, eh, I want to go back to a movie that I've been mentioning a lot. Duel. Duel. Steven Spielberg's first movie, first official movie that he did. So I just want to talk about it because it's such a fun movie. It's just a guy being chased by a semi the whole time. It's just entertaining as shit to me. Where have I heard that before? Oh, wait. Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Nah, I mean, fuck it, dude. I love Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So I, I did not know that that was his first movie. Yep. I don't know what I thought was his first movie, but... <laughs> it even says on the DVD, I just realized, Steven Spielberg's first movie. Wow. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you, you, it would even... You, we don't have enough time in this episode to list all the bangers that Steven Spielberg's made. Right. Like, this dude is one of the building blocks of filmmaking. I mean, you could just say Jaws and leave it at that. That's one of the biggest blockbuster movies of all time. I mean, I could, but I could also say Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. And that's where he's the goat for me. Right. Well, I just say, like, Jurassic, I mean, uh, Jaws is kind of what put him on the map. Jurassic Park is where he, like, stepped it up, you know. And I like, uh, I love, um... Toy Story. Not Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story. Fucking. I'm thinking about what Spielberg, thinking about? dude. I was thinking about it because I like it, but you don't. Fucking. Schindler's List? No, that was a good movie. It's just a fucked up movie. Yeah. Um, fucking Spielberg, man. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Fucking E.T. There oh, you go. E. I love E.T. Yeah, I don't. That's a childhood favorite of mine. I'm not a huge E.T. Yeah. fan. That's what put Spielberg on the map for me. That's the mm. E.T. man, you know? Yeah. But I just feel like iconic characters like Spielberg fucking nailed them. Right. Know? And that's what I love about this movie is it doesn't feel like a Steel Spielberg movie. I mean, it has his, like, shots in there. Like, you'll see it and you'll be like, oh, I do feel like it's a Steel Spielberg movie. But nobody really talks about this movie too much. Who's Who's in it? Like, anybody I know? Dennis Weaver. Fuck, when did this movie come out? It had to be like the 70s and shit, right? It's probably an early movie. I'm not sure exactly, but we'll talk about it whenever we... Because uh, if he did Jaws in 70, like 72, whatever fuck it came out. Yeah, it's got to be in the 60s or some shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, fuck, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I came across it. It was just like a random watch for me and I really enjoyed it. Because I'm not the biggest Steven Spielberg fan. Like he's fine, he makes fine movies, but I just I'm not a popcorn move movie guy. So, did you like Ready Player One? I like parts of it. There are parts of it I do like. There are parts that I don't like. So it's like middle of the road. It's not a great movie. It's not a terrible movie. It's okay. That is like the definition of a popcorn movie for me, though. Yeah. Because like I said, the story wasn't like the greatest There's story ever. Entertaining shit in it, though. You can't deny that. Like it looks great. He rode through in a fucking DeLorean, bro, yeah. and. <laughs> 
had an epic fight scene at the end with, well, with that's the, the Iron pro- Giant. That's the problem I have with it is those like nostalgia trips for me. If you could have like not had so much nostalgia trips, I probably would have liked it more. But I thought that was a cool way of of integrating it into the story, though. But no, I agree. But I'm also the me. <laughs> that's right up my alley. My whole thing is like that's our future, so it's kind of like trippy to watch to me because I feel like that is what we're gonna get to I, when it comes to meta. I hope we're not on quadruple million stacked fucking double wides, all playing in our virtual reality world. Right. I I think it's what we're coming to, but it's you can't stop it. Well, you don't have to worry about me, but Greg, because uh, <laughs> I'll never be able to afford one of those, so that's fine. <laughs> Have you watched anything recently? We've been catching up on the boys. We watched. I watched all the boys. All of it. I did. Yeah. It's fucking so good. <laughs> We're only halfway through the latest season. So. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting on you to finish Ozark. So I we can talk about it. It's fair. Year. It's fair. I won't. I won't talk about the boys. If you don't talk about Ozark. Yeah. Um, There was another show that I had watched. I bet you, you don't give a shit about Star Wars. No, I don't. I just watched Kenobi. Mm, how was it? The story overall, I wasn't like blown away by, but I ain't gonna lie, that fucking Vader shit was cool as fuck, dude. Anybody that says, oh, dude, that Vader shit made up for anything, any <laughs> yeah. lack of writing, any of that. You watch my boy fucking just straight up pick motherfuckers up, boom, into the fucking ceiling, boom, down to the ground, dude. It's so cool. <laughs> Give me that shit all day, bro. See, that's the thing I was actually talking about. Uh, somebody was talking about. Uh, the Ninja Turtles, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, because the Ninja Turtles apparently just came out with a new game. He's like, man, aren't you excited for it? And it just got me thinking. I'm like, no, I'm not excited for it. He's like, why not? And I'm like, because I don't care about old shit. I want new shit. Like, I'm so sick of rehashing things from my childhood. Like, but it's new old shit. And don't give a shit. I want new new. I don't want old shit. <laughs> it's cool as fuck. Man. <laughs> like, I think it's my problem is like, I don't want to relive my childhood. I want to relive, I want to live new lives. I don't know. I mean, I get it. That's just my whole thing. But a lot of the world looks at it like how I do. Like they missed that. Yeah, I get time it. Of their lives, I get it. You know it's just I mean? me personal. Like, no, no, and I get it. that's that's all the power to you, bro. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did. Um. I nostalgia and retro man like if i hadn't been called part of the collector i probably would have been the nostalgia plug you know, but i'm pretty sure that's copyrighted somewhere probably but i just i don't know man there's something about when well yeah it's like one of the strongest drugs is nostalgia really so is. i get it and i like the fact that my kids are starting to get to the age where they're asking me about it mm-hmm. like dad what's this or like you really like that? Or? It is a weird age because the things that we grew up on are the things that people are nostalgia for or kids are just learning about. You know, it's really, really odd. Other than like Mario and Mario Kart and shit like that, like B-Man loves Mario Kart on 64 mm-hmm. on the Wii, you know, but like I tried to get him to play uh, Rampage on Nintendo with me the other night and he was like, dad, this game's boring as shit. <laughs> and I'm like, talking about man this game's awesome like you get to wreck buildings and shit you get to eat people like it's cool and he's just like he played like two levels with me he's like can i go back to playing Fortnite?" and i'm like go ahead (laughs) trying to share old things with your uh love the shit i love you know but i'm sure our kids are uh our parents were like that too like i really enjoy pink floyd because my dad used to listen to it all the time not that he was forcing it on me he just had it playing 
The only thing I would say in my collection that my kids like actively show interest in and like they want to participate in it is the pops. And I just started like getting those. It's still kind of a new thing though. Was there anything your dad did that he tried to share with you? And I would say Nintendo. Like that wasn't that old though. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just like that was the shit that he didn't mind doing with me. You know, because my dad worked a lot, so when he was at home, I'd be like, hey, let's go play catch. He'd be like, I'm fucking tired, I ain't doing that. Or, you know, like, he would always show up to my sports games and stuff, and he'd coach me whenever he could, but, like, when we were at the house, we would either watch TV together, or he would play Nintendo with me. Like, that was how we bonded. He have, like, old shows he would, because my mom would always watch Little House on the Prairie, and I'm sorry, but no, I'm not going to watch that. He wasn't a sitcom guy. He, he didn't like sitcoms. He was always a movie guy. Right. And that's, like I said, like a lot of the movies that I think I like now is because he showed them to me. Yeah, I have to say the same because my dad watched a lot of movies and a lot of the movies that I really like are just the weird movies that he liked to watch when he was when I was a kid. It's like funny. The Fifth Element and yeah, 12 yeah. Monkeys and Predator, Giver, Aliens. Yeah. Like, he showed me all that shit, right. like probably before he should have, you know, yeah. and like God bless him for that. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's. I think that's probably why I've always been such a big fan of action and like, you know, big budget movies and stuff. Because I, I think just, it's why I like weird weird movies. Because my dad likes weird movies too. Like, I don't know. He just likes the things that are just different. You know? He would watch those, but he would always like when I told him like he's like, "What movie are y'all doing?" I was like, "We're doing Twelve Monkeys." He's like, the "Movie fucking sucked." <laughs> like, and I'm like, I was like, it was kind of, I was like, it was super interesting. He's like, "Yeah, it's just a bunch of weird shit." <laughs> He's like wasted Bruce Willis in that one. And I'm just like, yeah, bro, because fucking Die Hard and everything, you know. And then my dad, in the contrast, is like, wasn't it a great movie? It was so weird. And I was like, yeah, I know, right? But yeah, he's he's always been like that with it. Um, and like I said, he would watch the cartoons, you know, that one day a week. But mm-hmm. he always would be like, hey, come watch this movie. You'll like it. And uh, even now, like, I'll call him and I'll be like, hey, did you see? you know, whatever movie. And he'll be like, yeah. Cause he loves going to the drive-in. It's like his favorite thing to do. Really? Cause he can sit in his car. He doesn't have to get up or walk or anything. Put it on the radio station. We were driving. We did a lot of drive-ins too as a kid. You know, it's weird when me and the wife dated, we'd go all the time. But like now that we have kids, like I would take the kids or she would take the kids. But like we, we didn't do very much as a family. I have a, uh, a drive-in horror story kind of. Um, so, I was talking to this one friend and we used to smoke a lot of pot at the time. And uh, we went to the drive in and we went to see Horton Hears Who for some reason just because it was playing. We just wanted to go to the drive in. Carpool night. Yeah. So it was just me, my friend, and uh, and she rolls a really tight blunt. So I would always like make her do the blunts. So we smoked probably like three blunts between the two of us and Horton Hears a Who started to freak me the fuck out <laughs> jim carrey man because i was thinking about like all the dust particles and how there's probably like little plants on them or we are a dust particle on somebody else's planet like it just started to freak me the fuck out there is it's it's weird because like there's been times in my life that like you know i've, I've been doing this shit for 20 years you know what i'm saying like i'm a professional right I'll never forget. I don't remember what it was. If maybe it was just some sh- shit I got that I didn't, you know what I mean? But 
I was watching Jersey Shore <laughs> of all things. Of all things. And I had a fucking like a panic attack for some reason. Cause they were talking about like they had made a chart about who fucked who and who kissed who and then like that. And I was just like thinking about like, damn, you really don't think about it. Like you kiss one person, but then they kiss three people. Yep. And, is, and you know what I'm saying? And the next thing you know, I've made out with everybody in the state. Yep. And also like it I don't know, but like I was just spoken and I'm like, oh, holy fuck, am I dying? Do I have AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> It didn't happen very often, but I don't know if it just got to me at that point. But like, yeah. I was just like, look at how fucking stupid these people are. Yeah. Am I that fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> it fucked me up, dude. <laughs> yeah, people don't think about that. When you're sleeping with somebody, you're sleeping with everybody they've slept with as well. Yeah, wrong. yeah I guess. I mean, if you're bagging, is it really, though? Like, I mean, there's something between you. Yeah. Yeah, if you're raw dogging it, you're sleeping with everyone they raw dogged it with. Yeah, see, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But if you're, it doesn't even have to be all the way. Like, if you oral any of that, I mean, you can catch that shit. So, mm-hmm. people always kill me. They'll be like, they don't do that. And I'll be like, so let me, let me get this right. You'll fuck them, but you won't give them pleasure. Yeah. Like, oral pleasure. Like, what? It makes no fucking sense. I always think about the kissing thing. Like if you're kissing a girl, you're kissing all the dicks that have been in her mouth. I mean, they say that, bro, but she's washed. I hope to God she's brushed her teeth between them. I guess, but still. So that would be the same for you. Like every chick you've kissed has kissed every chick's pussy that you've ever kissed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's different. Girls (laughs) eat each other out all the time. Like. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. That's just what they do. Yeah, it's just like a couple years, every woman's <laughs> life, she just eats pussy for a little bit. I mean, yeah, that's what uh, my- This is a movie <laughs> podcast that's, that's really taking a turn right now, dude. <laughs> We're getting into the- what's that? You're talking about Jersey Shore, so this is all they do is fuck. And fucking gym tan laundry, dude. <laughs> What was that lady, that old that old German bitch that used to do those sex shows? Uh, she would always talk about lube and vibrators and don't hurt yourself and all that shit. Miss Cleo? No. Are you shitting me? <laughs> she did that Herbal Essence commercial back in the day where the I chick was like, talking about. this chick would like put the soap on her hair in the grocery store and she's just like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know, and this old lady would be holding the shampoo. She's like, wait till she tries the body wash, like that lady. Okay. Fuck, it's it's driving me crazy. I want to say it started with a J, like Dr. Joanne or, or, or Joanne. She was a doctor? Yeah, she was like a, a real deal, like sex doctor. And she would do like these talk shows or like this thing late on TV at night. You could call in and like people would be like, my husband doesn't find me attractive. I feel anymore. like there was a lot of those. Though. It was like this um, lady was like a big timer. Though. I like, see. She had her one, own like dildo line and shit. Like only one I could know is Dr. Drew had his sex line. Yeah. And then um, she was way before him. Right. But I know HBO. It wasn't HBO, but some place had this uh these two girls you would call in and they would you would ask them questions like sex questions but she wasn't an old german lady they were just like young american ladies you remember uh uh, porn 101 with katie morgan no (laughs) that shit was great because like she wouldn't like you know she wouldn't like be fucking in the show but they would show like tiny clips of her movies (laughs) and they were like they would they would mail her in questions and they'd be like you know where's the most comfortable comfortable place you've ever fucked she's like i've do porn i've fucked everywhere uncomfortable yeah and it showed like clips of her getting fucked on benches and fucking (laughs) like you know cinder blocks and shit you had access to stuff that i did not as a kid so 
Oh yeah, we had we had them illegal boxes, son. We had everything. <laughs> I could watch sumo wrestling the, in Korea. I at had three the in scramble the channels, so. Oh, I mean, I had that back, back, back. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget when my dad got his first like bootleg fucking card. You know, the back in the day, they'd be mm-hmm. able to do that. And uh, we came in, and my parents went somewhere, and it was just me at the house, and there was like thirty porn channels. And I was just like, I could do it all week here. Like I could spend all week here, you know. <laughs> and I remember, I thought I was so fucking smart. I invited every kid from the neighborhood over to look through this fucking shit with me. And then everybody went home uh, before my parents got back, and I knew that my dad could go back from the channel that it was on to the right. one before that. So just to be safe, I went to three different channels, <laughs> Cartoon Network and a bunch of right, other shit. Right. So I didn't know that you could pull up a screen that like had like everything you'd looked at like the last seven or eight because my dad would watch basketball and football and he'd go through seven, eight games. So we'd have them all on there. That way he could just hit like change two, three, four or whatever. And it would go back to whatever. Right. So he pulled up the fucking menu, and I'll never forget the look on his face on the on the list. He was like, <laughs> Carol, <laughs> come here. <laughs> she comes in there, and she leans over the chair, because he always sat in the same chair. She's like, no, why the fuck would I watch that? <laughs> and if I was, why the fuck would I be in the living room watching it? <laughs> and his eyes directly went from like this to looking directly into my soul. Hey, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I had a similar story. I, when I was 14, we had to move to Georgia. And I was moved. like 11. Yeah. <laughs> this was, yeah. I got calls from parents or they got calls from other people's parents. Why Damn, they son? called other people's parents? Well, like, cause those kids got caught. Cause like, I guess they, they went home and see if they could find that shit on their TVs. And uh-huh. then like, you know, they stayed like, why am I catching Timmy fucking trying to think of titties and shit? Like, <laughs> like boys be boys. God damn it. Yeah, well, this was the 90s. Yeah. Mothers didn't feel that way. Yeah, so it's I was, my baby. I was 14. We had to move in up to Georgia. We moved in with my aunt and uncle, and they had a family computer that sat in the, the living room. And uh, when nobody was home, I would look at naughty shit. I would look at porn or whatever. But I didn't know about browsing history. Oh, yeah. So my the old double-edged blade and my cousin was a computer whiz that knew about that shit he pulled it up told them about it so they thought it was funny that to change the background of the computer to the shit that i was looking at yeah and they called me out on that shit they're like hey we get it you're curious you're looking at shit don't do it on this fucking computer because your brothers and your cousins use this computer (laughs) So there's so many goddamn viruses on this thing. I can't play solitaire now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the first computer I got in my room. It yeah. was my mom's old like fucking work computer. And right. she like fucking wheeled it in there and shit and set up the generators for it and all that shit. Cause like, I just remember that thing sounding like a it fucking sounds like jet a fucking, engine. Yeah. And uh, it's fucking gigantic, fucking heavy ass screen. And I remember I would, I got my first like, uh, email address or whatever you know sign or tag whatever and i just remember i would get eighteen thousand fucking like spam folders a day of like <laughs> chicks fucking this chicks doing that chicks doing that and i just would like want to click on them so bad yeah and i could just picture my mom and dad saying you know we'll take this shit right out of here like right <laughs> the fuck out of here super quick 
my uh, one of the favorite one of my favorite viruses that I've ever seen is my mom somehow got a virus that changed everything on her computer to gay porn. It changed her background to gay porn. It changed all her icons to gay porn, and it was fucking hilarious. Whoever made that was a genius and made me laugh. So weather out there side today. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> so I had to clean her computer out, but that shit was fucking hilarious. But anyway, this uh, podcast has taken a turn. Yeah, I mean, you can edit some of this shit out later. This is not made for kids. <laughs> I have to mark. It's the first ever we've ever had to put a disclaimer on the front <laughs> for some for reason. Kids. <laughs> for some reason, we just take a turn into porn town at the yeah, end. Right. Uh, don't even worry about that. Fanboys, guys, great episode. <laughs> Next week, duel. Duel. <laughs> Until then. Later. <laughs>